about 15 minutes in, she was like, and what's your conflict style like? And I just, I just thought everybody helped. I just thought helping was what women did. And I just thought that was, I was very proud of my helping. So I told her all about it and how wonderful I was at it. <laughs> World-class huffer. <laughs> Four-day huffer. Mm-hmm. And her face, I was like, oh, shit. This is the Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast, where we do exactly what it says on the tin. We straight talk about mental health, and straight talking about mental health involves being a person. Being a person involves being involved with other people, and if you do that romantically, then this week's show is especially for you. We're talking to Lisa McFarland. Lisa is a relationship coach in Northern Ireland, so there's two Nordies on the show later on. So that's what we have coming up. Before all of that, my name is Alan Clark. I'm a psychotherapist with a degree in counseling and psychotherapy and a master's in child and adolescent psychotherapy. This is not a psychotherapy podcast. We try to have a little bit more fun with it where possible. Sometimes we're, we're you know, we're, we're upbeat and sometimes we're, we're not so upbeat because that's life and, and we bring all of that reality to the podcast. And when I say we, I include myself and my lovely partner, Ashley. Well, how are you? There it is. There it is. The world famous Harry. How are you? I think we all say it down here, to be fair. You do say it, but I, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying it's your trademark. All right. Okay. Along with we. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As, uh, as my son James um, says, why does everything Ashley say? Why is it we? <laughs> Have a wee drink. Yeah, we scoot. You wee, you wee, you wee. <laughs> So if you are from outside of Ireland, you may notice a little bit of a difference in the accent. Mine is from su- Southern, not not Southern. Well, and I'm trying, and, to, yeah. and I'm trying sub- to be proper. And you need subtitles. You need fucking subtitles. We go over dinner and they're looking at me kind of going, what, what did she just say? Oh, <laughs> so, stop. One time. Did you? And he didn't even speak English. He didn't. So, <laughs> and you just never let me forget that. <laughs> it wasn't just one time. It was one time. It was one time. And you, was... you, you're like, you're trying to be all lady. Like, oh, you just order for me. It's like, that's because you know I can't fucking understand you. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is my lovely partner, Ashling, partner in podcast and, and partner in life. In life and on the podcast, we, we talk about what's going on in our lives and we and we, we share that with some of our guests. So with a relationship coach, we, we recorded our interview with, with Lisa already. It was a good chat, wasn't it? Give, it was. You know, it was a segue for people, yeah. It was really interesting. interesting. Very, very, well, I, I love people like her and I could listen to them all mm. day. So, yeah, absolutely. I find You it know, very... for everyone else in the world that isn't you, everyone else feels that way about me. What's that? Listen to you all they day. Love listening to me and being interested by me, and you're like, "Oh, just shut the fuck up." <laughs> is that with the volume button down? Is it? Just <laughs> <laughs> look at something pretty. I got my, I got my new mug. I got oh, my there new you mug. go. I, I yeah. didn't get mine. Well, it's on the way. It the is color, on the way. The so. color is wrong, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so what happened? So I'll, I'll put this clip up. This is our straight talk of metal and mug. It's just for myself and Ashing on the podcast, as we mm-hmm. normally have. You have a oh, fuck. What is it? What? What's the cut? Mocha? Mocha? Oh, Mocha. Mocha. Well, depending on the time of day and if you have to travel because. And you, again, uh, it's just the way you pronounce stuff. <laughs> Fuck, I, I got it from somewhere. So, like, it's not just me. Like, I must have heard it somewhere pronounced. I like that. think Maybe you're, it's an American you, thing and I've, and I've only heard it on TV or something. I like think that, you're so. fanatically saying it rather than how it's pronounced. Do you want to go there, do you? 
Oh, you I want to go on, on mispronunciation, yeah. do you? Oh, everything. Specifically, pistachios. <laughs> Uh, you get used to me. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm, I'm quite fond of you by this oh. point, anyway. Yeah, well, that's only because, yeah, you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I could be literally arguing with you. And you're yeah, like, literally calling me names, but you're doing it with a smile on your face. Like, oh, oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call you baby because you don't like pet names, really. So <laughs> No, and I don't call you daddy because... <laughs> 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 There's not that many years between us, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, you see, that's why I love you, because you come out with fucking zingers like that. Uh, there you go. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's one of them. It's one of them. It was love at first meme. <laughs> yeah, it was. Go back to our first episode, full episode together. You will hear how our love was cemented over an inappropriate meme about my mother. That really so, was, yeah. Yeah, that that was the episode on autism. So just just go back to that one if you want to find out what that's about. We and clarify that, and I, that that is you that's got autism, not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we say that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do do check out. Yeah, you can check out all of our previous episodes. We are coming up on a hundred episodes now. Um, this is episode ninety three, I think. Sorry, ninety. Three, you you made me real fucking paranoid about that. Why? Because I'm three. Irish and Southern Ireland, we say a tree. Yeah. No, you were in England and you got paranoid by a, a woman or somebody saying to you say thirty three. That wasn't me. Oh no, every, oh no, but everyone knows the English do that. But you always like me, uh, mouse. Saying oh, mouse you don't pronounce <laughs> you don't pronounce your fur. It's yeah, like it's too exactly, much after. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it is, and that's why you know. All English people, you know, Irish people know it. Oh, say 33, 33. You know, that's that's the, that's the thing. That's what we're... That's what yeah, we're well, doing. I would say 33. So this is going to be... All right, well, I think this is episode 92, so... 92. <laughs> it's okay. That's just saved me. You're way off. <laughs> Trying to really focus on saying... Words. Pronouncing it. <laughs> th- th- yeah. <laughs> Speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Which is absolutely fucking wonderful when it's a podcast and it's audio. <laughs> You're really just limp, limp, lip sinking. Oh, now I can't speak. Oh my god! Oh, you fucking <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, you could have had me. You could have had me there. What's limp sink? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh dear. You know, the fucking so. Freudian slip there, saying I'm limp. <laughs> limp sinking. <laughs> yeah. It spreads. <laughs> don't go near. <laughs> Starts off with the lips, works its way down. <laughs> oh, we could only hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, this is episode 92, I believe. Um, you can go back over all our previous episodes where we cover every topic of men. Well, not every help, because then we wouldn't be doing another podcast, but we've you know, just 90, 91 episodes there to go to go to in the back catalogue. We've got all the guests. We've got topics on depression, anxiety, sexual abuse, trauma, borderline personality disorder. They all sound fairly heavy, but we do try to knock a bit of crack out of all of all of the topics that we do cover because we aim to be informative and informal i, th- I think we i think we, we do that don't we i feel I think we do so. yeah. audience audience seem to do it as well that's that's always been the goal well, and for any guests that we happen to reach out to we tell them we tell them that just come on be yourself you know don't mm-hmm. you don't have to be all rigid and go and just dot, 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 dot. i like, think i think it's nerve-wracking as well like i think i know initially mm. the first 10 15 minutes i think if anybody's speaking is always going to be the worst 
you know, and then, mm. you, then you relax. But um, mm. yeah, I suppose anybody that's coming in for an interview, the first 10, 15 minutes until you realize it's not so formal is obviously going mm. to be nerve-wracking. And you're telling a story mm. after all. So Yeah, nearly all of our previous guests have been guests that have reached out to us on the podcast and they've done that through the website. That's www.stmhpodcast.com. There you will find the email address, which is hello at stmhpodcast.com. So if you do want to come on, if you want to be a guest, if you've got a story to tell, if you've got a topic you'd like to cover, if you've got some feedback from us, if the podcast has, has touched you in a certain way, not in a, in a me too kind of <laughs> sense, but just in a thank you very much, this meant something to me kind of way, do let us know. Uh, where are we going there? <laughs> Gee, oh, you've got me all fucking self-conscious. I'm, I'm fucking overthinking everything here. <laughs> I'm not just shy talking. I'm like, she's going to fucking say something. I'm ready to pounce. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bang, gotcha. See, it's so not do, just me. No, it's it's not just you. So do check out the website, stmhpodcast.com. If you want to get us on any of the social media to reach us that way, you can do that. It's stmhpodcast across the board. Stop smiling at me. You're just waiting for me. <laughs> it will happen. Give him five minutes. It's like everyone's like, "Oh, that must be really cool." She's just smiling. I was like, "No, I know that fucking smile. That's just uh, that's just like just waiting." I'm foreseeing waiting, like a fucking black widow spider, just waiting to pounce. <laughs> this is why we get on well with each other because we have our own language. Nobody else. <laughs> we should call it something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shy talk uh, we know. do we we're very we're very in sync mm. we tend to have the same thoughts at the same time and, and a look is enough to go oh <laughs> we do have that and we had it at mm. even yesterday was it yesterday i'm getting the days yeah it was yesterday at um at the party yeah and we both said the same thing and I was, we were thinking that the that? same thing but mm. even even with the interviews and stuff like that, we would say afterwards we're thinking the same thing at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. God, yeah, no, that's strange. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so she's not smiling lovingly at me. She's smiling, going, I'm just fucking waiting. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> You're going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm in your head now. I'm in your head. <laughs> Trying to take this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So SCMH Podcast, that is how you get us on all the social media. That is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and TikTok. And look, TikTok is, it's just where it's happening for us. It's its amazing. Well, it's not amazing. It's down to you, but the, the return in terms of uh, content that we put up there. For anyone that doesn't, uh, hasn't heard previously, you will, you'll be sick of me if you have. You'll be sick of me hearing, of listening to me talking about, you know, please give a comment, please give a share on any of the posts that you see. And the reason we do that is because Facebook and Instagram, we'll say in particular, and Twitter, they all, they all do it. They limit who they show your content to. So we we stopped we stopped chasing followers on on the Facebook page. I think it's about uh, 1300 mm. on the Facebook page. You'd put up a post and Facebook will show it to like 60 people. And mm. if you want to show it to the rest of them, you have to pay. Um, mm. So if you click on follow the page or you comment or you share uh, one of the posts that you see, that has a huge impact and, you, and we can dramatically see those numbers coming up. So mm. you do hear us bleating on of please give a comment, please give a share. Uh, the likes don't really do much, to be honest. It doesn't really show up in other people's feeds and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. comment and share. And I think TikTok in particular is like that as well. You it's exactly. I think can... it's the same all over the board, to yeah. be honest. Um, the more comments, the more shares, obviously, then it will push outside the box. Um mm. So, yeah, it's definitely worthwhile, especially when yeah. you're starting out or whatever like that. It's definitely worthwhile. So speaking of the TikTok, as we do and as I always do, it's all thanks to you. <laughs> you have been an absolute trooper on TikTok and getting us followers and 
increasing our views and likes and all of that sort of stuff. One of the other things we did do is we, we gained over a thousand followers. And before we'd even gained a thousand followers, we were given the option to go live. Um, you can only do that once you hit a thousand followers or something, but it must have been because of yeah. the amount of likes that we the had or something on, the, on the channel. Yeah. So what we do have the opportunity to do now is to go live on TikTok. So the plan is, so next Sunday, next Sunday being the 19th, which is Father's Day in the UK and Ireland, not in America. I think they've all got different days. So we will do a uh, TikTok live. So what will happen there is you can come on, you can ask any questions you want, but mm-hmm. what I will do, I'm sure you'll be in assistance as well because you'll have to tell me what to do because <laughs> I'm just being a problem. No, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, no, well, we fi- we'll figure it out. We are going yeah. to do a TikTok live. So you can jump on, follow us on TikTok at STMH Podcast. Ask any questions. If you've got some questions about yourself or someone that you care about in relation to mental health, you'd like some advice from a from a psychotherapist, despite what you're listening to. I am actually a psychotherapist, despite the shite that comes out of my mouth. I'm actually qualified to talk about this stuff. Not an influencer. Do know what I'm actually talking about, and I'm happy to help anyone that may have some questions. So if we say maybe 8 p.m.? Yeah. 8 p.m. next Sunday? Said 8 p.m., yeah. 8 p.m. next Sunday. That was mm-hmm. 8 p.m. GMT. Greenwich meantime for all those folks over here so wherever you are in the states or australia whatever like that work it out so 8 p.m next sunday sunday the 19th we will be doing a tiktok live jump on ask any questions and i'll help you out as however much i can oh actually, oh i remember something we need to talk about yeah. <laughs> advertisement uh we do ask for comments and we ask for shares because we don't make money off this all of this money we we pay out ourselves you know to try and help as many people as we can we get we get nothing back in return we were offered something back in return during the week oh yeah mm-hmm. you remember yeah there you go yeah there you go ding ding <laughs> so we, yeah yeah ding 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 um the penny drops so last week i got an email from our um podcast provider the the, the company that hosts our podcast and they offered, so companies reach out to them and go, you know, we want to advertise on podcasts and blah, blah, blah. And we were approached with a advertising opportunity. I was like, oh, okay, right, that's, let's, let's check this out for a weight loss pill. And being who I am, who I am straight on, I'm researching. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name this, this company, obviously. I, I can find no scientific research. What I can find is they have an absolutely marvelous marketing department because every article I could find was basically the same thing and it's on newspaper sites in India and America and stuff and all this kind of thing. But I couldn't find any scientific data um, around what it was claiming. Mm. So I reached out to you. Mm-hmm. I said, look, this is what we've approached with. I'm really not comfortable um, having a product like that attached to the podcast. Be okay if I, if I turn that down, and we were we were both in agreement. No, oh, yeah, we don't want to be associated this is, with this. That. Is not something. Yeah, yeah this is not something mm. we want to want to be associated with. And it was it was really there then when it was like, oh, buy ninety days supply, and we'll send you a free detox kit. People, folks, there is no detox kit. You've mm. got a liver. You've got kidneys. That's your detox. Lemon water isn't going to fucking detox you. Unless you're violently ill, that's the only thing that's going to adjust your internal pH and stuff like that. So please, please don't be falling for the likes of this stuff that wanted to advertise with us. Um, Mm -hmm. Weight loss pills, miracle detox and all that kind of thing. So we we turned down money. We turned down to, I suppose, to stick to our stick to our principles because it's particularly our own body image and stuff like that. Of You know, it's just ripping people off. So. Comment and share. That's that's all we ask for. Bit of feedback. Tell your friends. You know, share share the podcast wherever you do. 
we're not taking any money off it. Um, that's all we ask. It's not a lot. No. If you really wanted to help us, you could click onto Spotify or iTunes and give a five-star rating if you've ever got a laugh out of the podcast, if you've ever learned anything off the podcast. That would be a huge help to us because why? You know, because then someone else sees and goes, oh, this is a lot of five-star yeah. reviews. It must be pretty good. Um, and, you know, that's that helps other people and that's, that's all we're here to do. So that's the spiel. I think that's mm-hmm. that's enough of plugging everything. Yeah, let's have yeah. let's have a little bit of a check in. Mm-hmm. Ashling Mailer, how are you feeling? How are oh, you doing? I am so tired. I, this is <laughs> oh. day eight of just not sleeping through the night, and yeah. I don't know what is going on. I think I don't know. I know I've got a heavy week this week um, yeah. in regards to work, so that could be a factor of it. Night. Yeah, so I think the more you worry about not getting sleep is going to keep you up. It's going to do the same. Yeah. That, you know, the, yeah. the thing that you're worrying about is actually going to come true. So, um, mm. yeah, and just, yeah, dreading this, this week, this following week now. So, but uh, yeah, the last week I've just not, not slept through at all. In fact, yeah, it's not, what not did I, at all. but then we had the storm as well. Well, some kind of, we had really bad weather. Oh, <laughs> tell that story. Fucking hell. <laughs> you ever want to know how laid I'm back I am? I'm laughing. Remember back. Oh my God. Fucking horizontal mailer. Oh, <laughs> uh, so obviously I'm, I live alone. Um, mm. with and, your kids. Well, with kids, but as an adult, I'm, I'm on my own. Um, not hiding anybody under the bed. Um, not the weekends Angela. anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not when you're on anyway. <laughs> um, was so, there someone in your bedroom last night? Oh, it was just Alan. Didn't sound like Alan. It was that... him. He's doing, we're, we're doing voices. We're getting into a little bit of role play. <laughs> That's why Delilah checks under the bed asking for you. Uh, true story <laughs> too. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> she actually looks under the bed in the morning. She just got them mixed up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so... Stop it, Delilah. That's, that's not Alan. Stop. That's, that's, that's Thursday guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so we had really bad weather. Um, and I was saying to you, oh, God, I woke up to like the floorboards creaking. And you were mm. like, oh, right, okay. And I was like, I was just so tired, but I was awake. And I was like, oh, surely if someone was going to kill me, they would have killed me by now. And I'm like, I'm too tired for this shit. I'm just going to try and <laughs> go back to sleep here. And it's like, like, what am I going to do re- realistically, even if there was someone in the house outside my bedroom? Like, I'm not going to be able to fight nobody off. I might as well try and get a few <laughs> more seconds of sleeping because I've been sleeping so bad. So, yeah. The internet is full of weirdos, Ashling. And they're hearing this going, where the fuck does she live? She's going to be yeah. so easy to murder. Oh, my God. What about and you're not time? even joking. Like, this isn't, this isn't a joke. Like, like, we, we, like we, we try to be funny on the podcast at times. Mm-hmm. She is not joking. Oh, I'm this not. is not the first time something like this has happened. Go, ah, oh, I've actually had someone break breaking into my house and I've laid into the, I've actually been in bed going, that actually sounds like someone's trying to break into my house. And I was like, nah, it's just someone going into next door. Which actually, yeah. So that's, and that's I didn't, what they did because yeah, they couldn't just, get into yours. Yeah, that's when they couldn't get into mine, but they tried. Um, it, I think it can be very hard as well when you hear every sound. So you're always going to be trying to justify to the point where you know because otherwise, otherwise you'd be up and down all the time. Houses make noises, blah blah mm. blah. And you, you would mm. be because you know you could get yourself into that state. Whereas I'm the complete other end of it. Yeah. It's not that's not healthy either. 
No, no, but that's I'm, definitely not heady. <laughs> no, but I don't let my mind. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not a worrier. And like, it's like I said to you, like if someone's in the house, what realistically, if they're at my bedroom, you know, what am I going to do? And this is what I'll tell myself when I'm yeah, lying in bed and I'm you, tired. You're not strong. We, we spoke about that last week. Exactly. You're not strong. No, so. Just, your only request would be, look, just put, let me put makeup on before you kill me. That's what said. <laughs> Just let me leave a beautiful corpse. I understand st- my my bowels will evacuate. I understand <laughs> I will piss myself. But just unless, <gasps> let me have a little bit of makeup on. What happened on the bus on Friday and I told you? Oh, huh? what the, when I couldn't, my throat closed up. T- mm. Tell that story. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I do the worrying for you. I, no, plenty of people do too, so I don't need to worry. It's like balances itself out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is fucking stressed out of their head. Oh. And there's nothing going on in their life. It's all the stress worrying about you because you won't worry. Well, you know. Yeah, so I was on the bus um, and everybody was getting off um, for that break. And I just thought I'd throw a tune come into my mouth. And the next thing I knew, my throat had closed up. And I was like, well, this is like a, a new saying to me, has this happened before? I'm going, yeah, but it's not regular. Then why the are you still eating chewing gum and stuff like that? More than fucking one time, Ashling, is, is not regular. Like one yeah. time happened is not regular. <laughs> not I a few I, times. I think I forget until it, does, it happens again. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But this time I actually really panicked on the Friday. I was mm. like, oh, my God, like my throat. And, I'm, and I can't gasp for air because my throat's completely closed. So I'm like, and then I'm texting you, oh, my God. I, my throat closed there. I nearly died. I'm so embarrassed. Like I was like, oh my god! Like I was, I was, I was so scared of making a scene because you know I don't like the whole scene factor yeah, anyway. So, and, and this is this is the uh, this is the confusion with you. You don't worry about someone yeah. being in your house. You don't worry about being murdered. Mm. But you would. What would have been worse for you was to die of embarrassment of making a scene the other day, yeah. rather than actually fucking dying of asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've done it before where I, where I, the same thing, like it was a mint and I, my throat closed up on at, at work and I ran off somewhere that was hidden. It's almost like when a cat goes away to die. Um, yeah. And just to get away, just so I could hide. Yeah, and it's the most stupidest thing and I don't encourage it at all. Um, you're just not clearly thinking at the time. I don't encourage people to go off and die on their own. If you do find you can't breed, find people who may be able to help you I don't fucking hide <laughs> i couldn't talk like i seriously when i say my throat closed like, like literally just contracts i can't get any yeah but you know what people will go oh my god she's turning blue she's she's pointing to her throat i think there's something wrong it's weird i've never i've never um it doesn't happen all the time like i said it, it happens probably every every couple of months or something like that just such and i would have i wouldn't eat chewing gum regularly or mince regularly but it, it mm. does it does happen but not no i'm fine i'm here it's grand i can we eat. do have an episode on allergies you should probably listen back to it it's fucking oh, terrifying i'm allergic <laughs> to penicillin again i i when i was allergic to penicillin again i don't encourage this i'm really not selling myself um I told myself when I couldn't breathe that it must be because I'm actually panicking or like, I don't worry or anything, but I was thinking, oh, every time I took penicillin, maybe I'm just over worrying and that's why I can't breathe. So I used to take my penicillin and go for a nap for then a couple of hours. So yeah, but then the allergy really kicked in and my face all swelled up, my eyes closed, can't go on penicillin anymore. But for a long time, I actually convinced myself that it wasn't an allergy. It was also, it must've been anxiety. And Take then, a nap or actually pass out due to a fucking allergic reaction. No, no, I'm, I'm again. I seem to, I seem to bounce back every time. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm here. 
Jesus uh, I don't know. I, I, you should, you, every week you should just be my fucking royal. Okay. I should Guess be what Asang did this week. <laughs> I know when you wanted... Didn't give a shit about dying. I know when you don't want... <laughs> Didn't to. give a shit about being murdered. Yeah, I know when you want the, the relation to end, you begin me chewing gum spear, mint, give me some penicillin, <laughs> tell me it'll look oh, well. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be rude, Pep, but like, I think your, your breath is really bad. Like, I actually thought so you were take, actually stopping this podcast here to tell me this. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, you're like, don't want you to be rude, Pep. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something serious then. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, right, sorry, carry on. So, oh, carry on. <laughs> so I'm still here. But you're still alive anyway, thankfully. I'm still here. All right. And this is why you don't this is why you don't meet people on the internet, Alan. Because you get people like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the vice versa of that I think is you meet people like me. Yeah, I meet people like you, but it could have been ten times worse because I don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm all I always look out. It's grand. It's God's favorite. You always say that. God's favorite. Yeah. You're the opposite. You you can't get a delivery right. Oh, that's, that's shocking. You're a fucking atheist. Your your shopping <clears throat> skills are just shocking. As as is as was our mug. So yeah. I originally ordered two mugs, just one for each of us. A uh, blue one for myself, a pink one for you, pastel pink. Mm-hmm. Um, very very gendery, but um, they were nice colors and the suit was. Mm-hmm. What arrived? Two blue ones arrived, so I had to get onto them and go, the order's wrong. I will send you out another one. But mm. you could also you could also make the case, well, I got a free blue mug. You did, but you yeah. got a mug. What if I had free stuff? You? You're always yeah. getting wrong. Whereas you, you always get free shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna complain. No, it's... we're not no, we're not we're not getting into that because all these companies are going, hang on a fucking minute. <laughs> That's why we're down. Yeah. It's not, it's, <laughs> I or, yeah, it's just like you're you're ordering. Yeah, you always should be like expecting the worst. Yeah. It's uh yeah. I think I highlighted that not long ago after we met. But see, I always felt like that. But then you said it. I was like, "See, it's, it's fuck. I'm I'm right, aren't I? It's I think all was wrong. The first time you got something to your house and it was broken. It was something wood related, I think. Some kind of furniture, something like that, and it was broken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the fucking bench that burnt down. <laughs> okay, maybe I have a bit of bad then. Because... <laughs> yeah. But it was still mine. It was still mine to association because I gave it to you, and that was the thing that caught fire and nearly fucking blew up the oil tank. Yeah, we're so confused over how that happened. But yeah, yeah again, there's no point worrying about it. Because a random fire in the back garden will call Moses. So it's grand. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's what's been that's been going on. You've been you've managed to not die or be murdered this week, so good job. I know, thank you. That's yeah, thirty six years and I'm I'm still here. Yeah. You're tired. Um, that's how you've been that's how you've been feeling. Absolutely exhausted. I'm gonna try and get an early mm. night tonight, so Hopefully, cross fingers. Mm-hmm. So we are recording on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early night for tonight to work nights tomorrow I, night. I cheated a little bit and I started Stranger Things. I'm on episode four. Did you? Yeah. You said. Oh, I, you absolute dickhead! We were never getting anywhere with it. We're never getting anywhere because we were waiting to watch it together. I started to watch it and you gave me so much shit. I was like, "Don't worry, I'm only a few minutes into the first episode. I'll turn it off." Yeah. Oh, you fucking cheating but, ass skank. But... we is, tell you one thing. We're going to get fucking Lisa on the show again because she's going to have to fucking do couples counseling with us. So good. It's so, so yeah, good. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't fucking know because I turned it off. I know you A few did. minutes into the first episode. <laughs> you turned it off. I knew you were yeah. fucking quiet. You were oh, watching that on the bus going back, weren't you? I was, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, it's really good. I recommend it to you. It's very, very. Do you? Good. Oh, do you? Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <sighs> you don't series cheese. You don't do that. Oh, you do when you don't live together. Like it'd be worse if we if we lived together and I was like watching it in my free time. But we don't see each other the weekends. And our weekend this weekend was very busy. Next weekend's very busy. busy. This weekend. Yeah, yeah, the following. I'm never. And it's like you said, it keeps being um, spoilers all the time. So. Yeah, you kind of you kind of get through them yeah, yeah so i started uh, there needs to be an amnesty of going right well look if we can't haven't been able to watch it within the next amount of weeks yeah have at it just found out on live on air that you that you cheated on me so i apologize sorry yeah, not sorry you're not, you're not even fucking sorry <laughs> so that's what's been going on with you anyway yes so yeah just dying not dying you know living life mm, yeah not yeah. being murdered not dying enjoying fucking stranger things i know exactly life's good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only I can sleep through the night, it'd be even better. Oh, there you go. That's so. holy God punishment for your guilty conscience. Fuck it. I have no. Con- there is literally nothing running through my head. This is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't worry. Yeah, about I think things. anyone that listens to you would say that, Ashley. <laughs> I, I, when it comes to worry, I don't worry. Like, was I? I, I mm. I've always said, even in past relationships, the day I worry about something is the day you need to worry, because I just don't. <laughs> I don't panic. I just don't see. It just. It has wrinkles. Why would you want to worry? Like you're not going to change me, Alan. Well, I want to worry her. I don't want to worry her. I want like <laughs> a fucking decent amount, a, a normal amount of worry. Lying after someone in your bed and go, eh, so if I get murdered, I get murdered. That's not a normal. No, I didn't say that. I just said to myself, I think that sounds like someone's in my hallway. No, I can't be like that. It must be the wind. There you go. And if I was going to be murdered, yeah. I'm sure it would have happened. Now I'm sure we're both not waiting with bated breath, going. Is she awake? Did she hear that? Oh, is he, is he there? Am I waiting for him to come? And, like, should I act it like I'm surprised? Yeah, exactly. That's that. exactly what you're doing. You're, li- you're lying He's in the going. bed going, oh, oh, I bet you that really isn't someone in my house because <laughs> yeah. I'd hate to be murdered lying in here naked in my bedroom all on my own. <laughs> I wouldn't like that at all. And he's going, should I come out and play hide and seek now? One, two, three, here I come. And I'm like, oh, don't get me. I'm like a kid under the covers. I'm not here. Oh, no, don't get me. Don't kill me. My feet hanging out, just as a little tease. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, oh, we live in hope. Uh, again, yeah, you, uh, it's a joke. You and all the fucking serial killers out there. <laughs> nah, I'm too easy. They wouldn't want me. I'm not. I'm not a struggle. Listen, can, before you continue, move that wire because it's like something from uh, something about Mary. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> jizzier. <laughs> oh, oh, what I is that hair gel? <laughs> I got new headphones. I got new <laughs> headphones. Rather, because I have a couple of podcast interviews coming up where I am the guest. I do not like in ears. These are not comfortable. I'm They're not comfortable for you, no. My my right ear it's gonna sound so fucking strange. Inside is a different size than my left ear. Yeah, but mine will every be. time I wear headphones, hmm. the right ear one has always fallen out. But I don't think anybody's ear holes are the same size. Maybe we should all compare. <laughs> I don't know. This is what you're tuning in for, folks. Are your ear holes the same size or not? Stick your fingers <laughs> and in and just cable. stop listening to us. Oh dear. <laughs> all right. Have you got smiles and rails for me? Smiles. Oh, we'll go for Riles first, if you don't mind, because I can't yeah. think of anything. Because I was waiting to see, would you ask what I've been going on? But I was like, nah, it's not happening. We're half an hour in. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean? Ask Smiles and Riles for Oh, you. what's been going on with you, Ellen? How have you been feeling? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just like a normal WhatsApp chat for us. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Jurassic Park. I was expecting more. And then, and then I say, the... Whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, where am like? 
It was shit. Like, honestly. Like, <laughs> fuck. Do you remember? Like, I have this clip. I put the clip in the trailer. It's like, fucking hell, man. Spin what? a yarn. Tell a story. Like, set seconds. it up. Right. It's like, right, yeah. See, new dress powerful. Shit. It is shit. It, is that it? It's like The Walking Dead, which I absolutely loved Walking Dead. Don't give any spoilers because. I'm know, not going to give spoilers, but it. I'm just saying. Well, like, spoiler alert. It's fairly shit. But Walking Dead, as always, ends in the end of the season as the same. And I'm finding Jurassic Park now. Don't give fucking spoilers. There's there's dinosaurs, okay? There's how much spoilers? <laughs> dinosaurs like, go after people. That's that's all we're saying. <laughs> yeah, but don't expect much. So yeah, yeah I was expecting and more. There, I love that. But, mm-hmm. And there is the scene that's in the trailer, so we're not spoiling it. Where he's on the motorbike driving through the city, and there's raptors chasing after him, and it's like. Oh my god! They've just done the fucking born identity with no, dinosaurs. There's a, <laughs> I did a scene where you looked at me and you were whispering into my ear, and you were like, "This acting is so bad." Oh, you're she, one. What's her she name? Can't act for sure. You're one from the original one. Oh, she's a terrible actress. Terrible. Yeah, I think she's been out of the yeah. out of it for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, she's not going to be getting any fucking Oscar nominations for. for he this looked anyway. well though. He's seventy. Sam Neill looks good. Yeah, looks yeah. fantastic. And Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's 74, isn't he? Yeah, did I, I say 74? Was it you 74? did, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You see, he doesn't worry. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's just like you and he only smiles below the nose. So Stop. you don't get wrinkles. <laughs> I don't do it for that. I just don't. This, yeah, unless it's a proper January wine when you're like, you've got tears <laughs> in your eyes and everything. What about your smile, Ryle? Oh, what are we going? Smile, Royal, Royal, Smile. That's your Royal anyway. Yeah, so yeah. just a segue. That was Ashling's Royal, the new Jurassic Park film, which we seen yesterday. I think we both stuck it out for James, and James probably stuck it out for us. And Yeah, I, th- I think that's what was going on. Yeah. And probably the three of us were gone, because I was at one point going, I would I leave. Or <laughs> yeah. uh, I would leave, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, this is, and as Lisa will touch on, you know, this is the importance of communication. Not in the cinema when. Said, can we go? And James says to me, can we go? And I'm going, fucking finally, let's go. The whole audience stands up and fucks off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, were all, they were just waiting for one person to make the move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So go on then. All What's right. your smile, Ryan? Uh, I'll give, I give, give you a royal first. Um, yeah. oh, I've got a few royals, but we're, we're, we're going long. Although I should say, we did have some audio difficulties with, with Lisa. So. Uh, mm. It is a little bit of a shorter interview than we, than we would normally have. Hopefully get Lisa back on to touch upon something. Not going to give it away. Cause see, because I'm being professional. Listen to the interview to find out what we want to get her back on about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, A couple of royals. I'll give, you, I'll give you me a quick one. i got lots of royals. I was saving one from last week. I'm trying to I'm trying to lead into My other one was, so we had, we put up a clip with the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, trial. Mm. Uh, Verdict mm-hmm. had come out since. Put a clip up from when we had Andy on the show. And on and with Andy, this was last year. You know, we're always been ahead of the game. Andy being a male in an abusive relationship, so I was like, oh, that's a, that's you know good to plug that plug that episode again. So Andy came on and told an amazing story. Uh, put that up, so I was like, obviously, I'm not going to use Andy's picture. You know, it was um, for privacy reasons. You know, guests come on and we share pictures, and Andy does always me post. So I have the software I use, which I pay for. We get stock photographs and stuff like that. And I was looking for abusive relationships. It's all man on woman, abused man, still the same thing. No fucking stock photographs for for men being abused by women. Really? I'm mm. shocked about that. Yeah. Mm. I thought they would have been all the other way around. And obviously, it is 
you know, yeah. <laughs> it is probably 90% of the time. Well, probably not, it's probably less than 90%, but it is probably men on women in domestic violence. But, yeah. you know, if anything comes from this, maybe, oh, actually, this happens too. And maybe we need to yeah. <laughs> upload some photographs of you yeah. know, women abusing men. And I've worked with, I've worked with men, I've worked with men in abused relationships in the past. And, um, and then my big royal, which is a kind of a, a carryover from from the previous episode, I said I'd talk about it. I was watching an episode or a documentary. That's what I love, Ashling. You love a documentary. Love a documentary. I fucking love a documentary. Uh, I'd watch a documentary on anything, basically. Oh, you would. Sure um, I would. I was watching a documentary on George Carlin, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite comedians, George Carlin, uh, American comedian around since the around since the sixties. Um, very became very counterculture. Very very intelligent. Man, I was watching a documentary on that and we were talking about the TikTok channel and how well it's going and you know, like, you know, what number sort of text in between us going, you know, what we'll be putting up and you know, when we click into TikTok, you get these random videos. People yeah. have heard me giving out about TikTok. Everything why I hated fucking TikTok. I still I still don't use it. It's fucking lads with their fucking top off and their six pack saying, Yeah, he needs to treat you like the princess you are <laughs> All this kind of shit or women fucking dancing around and they're not even saying anything. They're just dancing around. Um, and I'm watching and I'm listening, you know, I'm watching this documentary on George Carlin and he's such a wordsmith and he's so intelligent and, you know, his, his observations on society and, and then it's like, and this is TikTok and this is, and it's like, fuck me. Is this a, uh, is, is this what it is now? This is, this is what it's come to. Uh, um, and it was just a juxtaposition of the two of those of watching this fantastic comedian you would know him as Rufus that was in Bill and Ted, the guy from the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's George Carlin. Other people will know him as the Bishop Cardinal or Cardinal Glick in Dogma, Kevin Smith's Dogma. That's that's George Carlin, okay. uh, a fantastic comedian. But it was just that you're sending me, and you're sending me links going, look at this, like this is so fucking cringe. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where I was actually annoyed. I was like, stop sending me that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fucking, it's winding me up. Like, <laughs> it was just like, is this it? It's, it, it's mm-hmm. just, and what, what was one of them you sent me? It was like, I can't remember what it was, but it was, and I think the two was at the same time said, did you see the like count on it? It was like uh, 317,000 or something like that. Uh, Fucking some guy with his top off or something like that. Oh, but they're cringe worthy. I'm not just sending you guys. With oh, like, oh yeah. It's, like it's, it's like, one it's where you go, Oh my God. It's, it's, yeah. it's a grown man. <laughs> like, but you're, you're like, I think, and I think it's ridiculous. So you're, everybody will go, Oh my God, a grown man, but they will, they'll see the same age woman. And not judge as much. They'll judge more for the man than they will do for, for the woman. And it's like, well, I'm I'm equal opportunity. I find both fucking cringy. <laughs> I do. I, and at, at the end of the day, and I've always said it to you, TikTok did start off as a dancing app for teenagers, which is fine, absolutely. And now it's bringing. Is that in, how is that how it started? Is it? Pretty sure. Or is that like just I, what got popular on it. I'm pretty sure it was for the young ones, like Snapchat and stuff like that. I'm, like, I mm. wouldn't have been interested. Then you got your comedy coming in that was getting brought into mm. Facebook, I suppose, Instagram, stuff like that. You were seeing wee yeah. clips. And then that brought other generations into, like, all oh, right, okay, this mm. is funny. You know, obviously, mm. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm after the crack. Mm. I'm after the laughs. Um, and, yeah, I think that's how it started. But then they, you, you do get the odd wee one that will come through, and you're like, oh, Jesus, like. Got yourself yeah. on, but, yeah. but the amount of likes, somebody's somebody's enjoying it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out our TikTok. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> both of us keep it. our tops on. Um, 
yeah people would be very disappointed with you not taking your top off people would be very (laughs) very thankful that i keep my top on (laughs) yeah i keep telling them just take your top off would you would you just do something for the tiktok like just sell yourself (laughs) dad bods for the win (laughs) do you know and and that's the thing that's it's it's i think the more skin you show in in any social media million percent sex sells sex sells and it always has done so yeah that that was me royal that was me royal uh the juxtaposition of George Carlin with, with you sending me TikTok videos at the same time. Have you got a smile for me then? A smile. Um, seen your family at the weekend, seen your daughter for the you first did. time. Finally, finally. feel like I know her before I, I, I met mm. her. Um, she was introduced on the first date. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I was texting her. She was asking me what I was up to. I was like, I'm on a date. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't just one text. It was like, I'm sitting there going, yeah, is this yeah. guy for real? Like, this, I'm sure this is like 101 <laughs> of what you don't do in dates is take your, put your phone out of the dinner yeah. table and start texting away. And then I think we've done a few Skypes. Well, not me personally, but I've been there in the background. You've been in the background and stuff. Yeah. So no actual just... interaction. Yeah. So, and obviously I've seen pictures. Back, You've got so... one ear pod sticking over your ear there. I know I know you don't like that. Your other side. <laughs> the better. There you go. I can yeah. feel one coming out. It's like you said, one whole yeah. thing and the other. Anywho, um, let us know if you've got one hole bigger than the other folks. Yeah, on the comments. And which hole is it? See, this might get us nothing now for the likes on TikTok. (laughs) They're going to be looking into something completely different, and we're talking about ears. Um, (laughs) Ear holes. Next week, tune in for the news. Um, (laughs) But yeah, what were we talking about? Your daughter. Yeah, so meeting her for the first time. She's mm. lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, that was going to be my smile. So, but you, Tough, you I stole it. That's all right. Yeah, you did, yeah. Don't feel guilty. <laughs> See, I'm so chivalrous with the, with the ladies first and kind of thing. But, mm. um, it's, it's, I feel it's guilty. I've got other smiles. I've got other smiles. Oh, have you now? Go on. I do, yeah. Do yeah. you? But I can't top mine. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> give it to me then. Yeah. Don't even want it. Oh, well, fine. Watch me. <laughs> fucking watch me. I'll okay. fucking give you. I'm going to give you fucking two of them. How about that? Oh, God, of course. You've been collecting them. You always have to have two yeah. <laughs> I give it, I give me my small smile first, and my small one. Oh, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> the fact that it's my smile is gonna make you fucking riled. Why? I went to see Top Gun. All right. Why would that annoy me? I know that you told me. Because you fucking hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, I don't like Tom Cruise, but I don't care what you watch. You didn't drag me to it. <laughs> I don't care. No. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like, mm. but you know, I was I was sitting there watching. Like, the visuals are absolutely fantastic. It's no green screen and it's all practical effects. And he's in the back of the jet and stuff like that. Mm. But I was sitting there watching it, and I just had it's you know, uh, part of it is you know why we love movies and the escapism of it, and it was just a pure cinema movie, like. I was just sitting there, I was like, you know the good guy's going to win. You know the good guy's going to get the girl. You know there's going to be a happy ending. Mm. Sometimes you just need that. Mm. You know, sometimes Disney you just ended. need that escape from, from reality. But the, the visual, just oh, just stunning visually. Um, so that that's that's my small, right? Or that's my small smile. And my big smile, I had to pick my brother Nicky up from work uh, a couple of weeks ago. Had car issues, and I parked up outside the pub. Nicky is the the manager of Graces and Ace. People people know him because people go into him and go. Do you ever put a call, Alan? Uh, is he a therapist? Yeah. <laughs> this this kind of thing happens all the time. So I'm parked outside the pub. It's like one o'clock on a Sunday night, and two lads come out of the pub, and they're kind of staring into the car. And I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, two drunken gobshites! Now this is all I need. Um, so they walk away. I was like, "All right, that's grand. They're gone." 
and then they come back. Mm. One of them knocks on the window. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. Do you remember me? I was like, oh, oh yeah, your face looks familiar. I was a fucking client I had when he was a kid in school. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, fucking hell. How's things? How are we getting on? And, uh, you know, he's just finished his degree in college and uh, he's starting a new job. Um, it was just lovely. You know, his life was great. When I seen him, he uh, I mean, he was riddled with anxiety. He, yeah. he literally couldn't sit still in the in the in the sessions. And it was just it was it was lovely to just to have that moment of, you know, he he'd had a few drinks, but he was he, he stopped and he was telling me everything that was going on with him. And it's just one of the really rewarding aspects of the job that you don't always you don't always get mm. that. But Nick, Nicky came out and um, he's like, oh, I said, uh, I had a lad in here earlier on. And he did that thing. He's like, do you remember? Is uh, Alan your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this client has said, oh, I used to go with Alan. He's like, oh, no, look, Jesus, no, that's that's your story. Like, you know, I don't want to be known anything. No, 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 Jesus, mm. no, he really helped me. And it's just lovely. You know, it's just a lovely, lovely little yeah. moment that I'll be a drunk. Yeah. To go, Jesus, I seen you when you were a kid. You couldn't sit still. And, you know, he was in telling Nikki how much I helped him. And that's good. That's nice. That's, that's me big. That's me big. Unexpected. Story. Yeah, absolutely. When I just thought it was going to be some yeah. fucking drunken idiot saying, Are you a taxi? Can you bring me here? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to do one better because I'm just that way inclined. You forgot a big smile. A big, huge smile. Your smile, not mine. Tut, tut. Friday? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was keeping him. I was keeping him short. Dermot Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, but you planned this for two years. Yeah. Two years. You literally yeah. <laughs> were going to cancel at the last minute due to the weather we were talking about. Mm. Mm. And you ended up having a fantastic time with your son. Yeah, well, mm. as, as much as you can. So, yeah, a big Dermot Kennedy fan. My fourth time seeing Dermot Kennedy. And James is a fan as well. And he was two years ago, this gig was scheduled for. And mm-hmm. I said to James, we want to go. Yeah, you go. That was great when he was four. Mm. Enthusiasm fucking wore off. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to you, I was like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Like, he's just going to be bored. Mm. And for anyone, anyone that was in Ireland on Friday, the fucking heavens opened, yeah. thunder and lightning, hailstones, absolute torrents of rain. Mm. And I was like, oh god, like I'm gonna pick him up. I'll see how he feels, and if he doesn't want to go, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we went along. There's the the sun shone mm-hmm. as we got there. I went to see me auntie Annie. Uh, love me auntie Annie. Brought James in, parked the car there down to Saint Anne's Park. Didn't stay for the whole gig. I knew, I knew James. He was. He, he actually didn't. Wasn't asking to go. He, he was yeah. asking when the fuck is Dermot Kennedy coming on, and that was that was yeah. a fair question because yeah. <laughs> he wasn't on until nine o'clock. Um, so or after just after nine o'clock. Um, so that was yeah. It was loaded. He was up my shoulders, so he was up my shoulders for a few minutes. I was like, oh, buddy, you may put you down. You fucking kill me. <laughs> down for a few minutes, back on my shoulders again. So hoofed it. I was saying, Dan's Park must have been about fifteen minute walk from the gates. Got a taxi, taxi back to the car, from the car to the airport, picked you up, you'd get in on the bus. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, it was nice. It was it was a nice, nice evening. He enjoyed it. James James did enjoy it. That's good. Might as well. I just watched it on the telly because mm. James wanted to kind of hang back. Um, I get that. He's like, he's like myself, doesn't, doesn't like things too loud. He had his earplugs. But see, and this is where I'm, the, the difference with me is, like when I go to a gig, I want to lose myself in the gig. I don't want to hear anything else. I just want to hear the music. I want to sing my heart out. Um, yeah. And that's the only time that, well, I can just immerse myself. 
in it, right. and that's that's why I love love going to a gig. Um, but so I was saying to him, so everyone knows you go to a gig, just the big screens on the left and right, and you have a big screen then in the middle. So we're standing in the middle, looking at the big screen, and I'm like, like if we go over to the left or the right, you'll actually be able to see him on the stage. Mm. No, I'm grand here. It's like yeah. could have just watched the TV out in the field. <laughs> Didn't physically see Dermot <laughs> Kennedy. Well, we seen him on the screen. <laughs> Might have breathed the same air as him momentarily. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, how fucking far back we were. Not bad. <laughs> in, in this, in in that, we both breathed oxygen. That was about all right. Us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were we were a good bit back. We were back with a where all the food stuff. I know, and, but you, yeah. it's it's kind of like easing him into his first concert, and that's love. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. I asked him again. I said, yeah. "Would you go again?" And he's like. Yeah, but no, I've had to stay for two hours. Oh, <laughs> well, me and him should just go because me and him are just we'll get, we'll be bored. We go, James. Now. Yeah, oh, he fucking literally God. hasn't even come on the stage. He hasn't come on the stage. Do you know the way you always say Delilah's your child? Is James not mine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> too similar. How about that? That's smiling. Let's let's get into the smiles that we had with Lisa. Yeah. That was the segue. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus what? Christ. You ruined it. I'm tired, sorry. <laughs> Take two. Let's get into the smiles with Lisa. <laughs> so this week on the Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast, we are talking relationship coaching. And for the first time, I am outnumbered by two Nordies. <laughs> Normally it's one Nordy and one Southerner, but we have two Nordies this week. And the other the other Nordy, apart from asking this week, is relationship coach Lisa McFarland. Lisa, how are you doing today? I am grand. I am good. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. Um, just before we get into anything, Lisa, just maybe a little bit of background on yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I'm Lisa McFarland. I am a wife and a mum. My kids are all getting big now, 20, 19 and 14. Um, And I got into this because my husband and I were struggling. Um, It was a situation that happened in our work and we just didn't have the tools to deal with it. And we were just talking about it and arguing about it. It was going around and around and around. And we went for a little bit of help. And when we went, we went three times and it was just the simplest clearest things that she told us that just helped us so so much and I remember saying how can we have even been in a relationship this long and not known these things and then I went back and trained because my whole thing was everyone needs to know this stuff Um, and we're not talking about it enough I think everybody goes to that stage where from the worst of times they decide that then to make the best of it. Um, mm. And that's how I got started about five years ago. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, I had to take it all online. So I went onto Instagram and did lives every single day on Instagram for 57 days or something, just giving wow. out free tips and tools on relationships and conflict and love languages and communication and mental health and grief and all the things that life coaches love to talk about and um, and I did that and then my little online coaching business really really took off so here we are today here we are here we are today um is, is there anything as you think back Lisa is there anything you can touch upon that that stood out from you from as you said you had a couple of sessions and you know you got enough from that mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. was there anything in particular that resonated from that experience with you that <laughs> I suppose um someone else saying something that you know what we kind of already knew but someone telling us Mm. a professional telling us we were like yeah she's right like we just have to do this you know for example a tiniest wee thing was what about you don't talk about your business 
at home when you're with your family or after six o'clock. Mm. And I was like, really? We're having to pay her money to tell us this? Like, we couldn't have figured this out ourselves? Do, do you say what this to we? people now, Lisa, do you? Uh-huh. And people are yeah. going, I uh-huh. can't believe we're paying her uh-huh. to tell us this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I say exactly the same thing. And I say, I know when you get off this call, you'll go, I can't believe we had to pay up and win this money to tell us this. I say exactly the same thing. I remember driving mm. home in the car and both of us going, well, now we've paid for it. We'll have to do it. You know, it yeah. just <laughs> it just shifts it. It just shifts it. Um, also, there's just something really, there's something really secure about sitting down with someone that you trust mm. and, and you can say things that you really have wanted to say, but you didn't, couldn't find the words or you were worried that you were going to get really upset. And in coaching sessions and in therapy sessions, we say things with intention, but way kinder than we would say them in our kitchen. Yeah, yeah you know so and that's a really lovely thing and um when I coach couples now they say I can't believe we were able to talk about that really difficult thing without it being a shouting match without it being that we were hurt that we didn't hurt each other that we mm. actually managed to say what our feelings were and I think that's really what stood out for us we were just able to say I was able to say things and he was able to say things just with clarity without the red mist descending and I think that's really really important yeah, I think just that's just that third party kind of mediator. You know, I I've mm-hmm. I don't I've worked with couples in the past. I don't <laughs> fair play to you because I'm like I don't want that. I don't want I don't need the hassle. I <laughs> love just, it. It's my favorite. That's, that's too thing. much work. <laughs> but but in, ironically, in thing. in therapy, what I what I would usually say is you know as long as one person is coming in that's in a relationship, you're doing couples counseling. Just one person isn't in the room. Because once one yeah. person changed, the other person has to change in accordance to that. You know, yeah. that, that kind of dance that yeah. you do of go, oh, all right, now all of a sudden you're setting boundaries and I'm the biggest prick to most people, I'd say, because they blame me. It's like, well, it sounds like what you really need to put in place here is boundaries. And it's like, oh, you were fucking grand until you went down to see him. And- uh, <laughs> well, funny thing, I first time I went to counselling, um, my mum had passed and it was about a year later and I knew I was doing okay, but I just knew I wasn't quite there yet so I went for a little bit so I went for a little bit of grief counseling that's why we said here in Ireland you know just went for a wee <laughs> bit of grief counseling um so I went and um my husband said sweetheart I just want to ask and um, like it's no big deal or anything but how you know is this expensive how much is it da, 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 da. and you know we're a partnership he's allowed to ask those questions and I said well Nigel you know this was 10 years ago it was 50 it's 50 pounds per session you know it was um, and he was like, well, whatever you're paying her, could you pay her double because it's working? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like there, it was like council's coaching for me, but I went for grief. But, you know, yeah. when grief shows up, you're bad tempered. You start snipping at people when you know that you shouldn't be. You're not showing up as your real self, you know, and you're annoyed with yourself because you're letting yourself down every time you act and you know it's in a, you know it's not right. You know it's not who you are. Um, mm. So that was his response. Could you just pay her double because it's working? Whatever she's doing is <laughs> she, working. She's, but, she's worthless, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very often, um, as I said, you know, when you're working with one person in a couple, you're, you're working with two people, yeah. but one of them, one of them just isn't there. I have, I have found in the past that what's said versus what's heard in a relationship is very different. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had this, mm-hmm. you know, I've had, I remember one particular couple and she had said something and what he heard was entirely different. Mm-hmm. And just, just mm-hmm. being able to sit there as that third party going, actually that wasn't what she said, that mm-hmm. that's what you heard. But mm-hmm. actually she never actually said that. 
and I think you kind of touched on it there of, you know, we're coming from that place of heart and, you know, we were coming yeah. with anger and that other person then to just, I suppose, takes, dissipate some of that tension. Mm-hmm. Oh no, my favorite one is um, when one person shares their feelings and the other person says, well, I don't. I'm like, wow, bully for you. But you mm. haven't heard one word that just came out. I don't say it that cheeky. I try to be a bit kinder, <laughs> depending on how frustrated I am with them. But I try to say, like, um, that that's great for you. But have you just heard what your person said? She's lonely. She's frustrated. Mm. She mm. feels like she's a lone parent. The person who you're meant to love the most in the world has shared her feelings with you. How does that make you feel? Mm. What could we do about that? How can we care for your person? Mm. Do you find that that is generally men? Is that the place that they are coming from? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, and, it's a fact, and, and I see it I see it in practice the whole time. You know, it's, And what, what I'd say to the men is, it's particularly for men, it's, it's not a language we, we are taught to no, talk no, about no, emotions, no. and we get into toxic masculinity and you know, yeah. being able to um, express that. Emotional support. None of us are taught emotional support. Some of us have seen it at home, but most of us have been taught codependency. Most of us have been taught codependency, whether mm. by uh, programming, fairy tales, movies. We're all, and I was codependent for 25 years. That's, mm. that's what the problem was. I was codependent for 25 years. So I had to come away from that to see us both as individuals who were going to make decisions and uh, have opinions. We didn't always have to agree. It was fine. We could still love each mm. other and not agree on everything. It's grand. Mm. Grand. You use the Couples words, are fascinated when I tell them that. Use the term codependency there, Lisa. I think mm-hmm, a lot of people mm-hmm. will be kind of familiar with that in, in the pop psychology kind of thing. But could mm-hmm. you maybe elaborate on what that looks like? You know, we, we know we hear the term, but what does that actually look like in, in a couple? It means it it feels like um we are constantly looking for our other half, that we are not whole ourselves and we need someone else to complete us. That's bullshit. Um yeah. so we're already whole. And what are, if we want to, it's about finding a person or a few people, whatever you like, um, to journey this life with and build a relationship with. It's not that you have this, your half and he's half. And then when you try and join these halves, you're really joining all these broken parts of each other. So mm. then it's just a messy, horrible, not even a circle, where the way I teach it is it's two whole people who choose to build a relationship together. And then the relationship is its own living, breathing entity. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and yeah, that it, living, like, breathing entity, like a business, like a podcast, like a car, needs maintenance, it needs love, mm. it needs attention, it needs care, it needs um, valid, it needs all the things that any other living thing would, would need. So it's two mm. people who are absolutely autonomous in their own right who choose to build a relationship. Because codependency says, I'm only happy when they're happy. When they're happy, I'm in a good. When they're in a good mood, I'm in a good mood. When they're in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. And mm. what? How can I fix them? They need to fix me. Ugh, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, obviously stemming back to childhood, and or maybe obviously. living a life as the fixer, quotation marks, mm-hmm. the fixer. Mm-hmm. That it's up mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. to be responsible for yeah. the other person's happiness and. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the lack of filling our own cup. You know that we get our cup filled from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it can't be only that. It can't be only that. Have to get our cup filled from hobbies, friends. Esther Perel will talk a lot about this. She's a very famous 
sexologist, she mm. would talk a lot about this. When did it happen that our partner had to be everything? You know, we need a village. Mm. We need our friends. We need our work. And then we bring all that greatness to our person and we have something to give into the relationship. What would be some of the most common issues that you would that you would see in, in the couples still, that come to? Yeah, still codependency. And a lot of guys are codependent. Mm. A lot of guys are codependent because I don't think they ha- um, have been taught how to do, how to keep up with football, go out with their friends, fill their own cup, have a business and have a relationship. It's just like, oh, I'm in a relationship now, so I just have to give this 110% because I have no mm. idea how to balance all these things. Mm. So then they become codependent and then the wife feels a bit, she can end up actually feeling lonely. It's a very bizarre thing. It's a very strange thing when men are codependent. Um, so yeah, that would be, the, the other the, main, the other ones are um, not knowing how to do healthy conflict. That's huge. And people not having sex. That's just loss of intimacy, loss of connection. That's the yeah. two male ones. And I would say from the, well, I hate to sound pretentious, but from the hundreds of couples that I've coached, I could say two or three, it, there was like a massive issue, like an affair, a big lie, gambling, um, a big, huge secret sex mm. thing. You know, mm. I'd say three couples, there's been a big, huge thing. It's these little bits of that get in the gears. It's these little bits of gravel that get in the gears. Like we haven't had sex for three months. We can't mm. just we can't bring this up because we don't know how to discuss it. We we don't we don't know how to talk about this without losing the plot with each other. So we just don't bring it up. We put it under the carpet, and then something happens. The flat tire in the car, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> that yeah. is what that. That is what destroys couples, the little things in the gears. Mm. You mentioned the, the big one there. You know, sex is a is mm-hmm. a huge part of a of a intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. We're Irish. It's not exactly something we no, have a, but a, healthy, a healthy relationship. Thing. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Absolutely mm. favorite thing to talk about. Anyway. What what, what happens in those in those relationships, Lisa? Where as you say, you know three months goes by or one person wants it the other person doesn't want it mm. i mean is there workarounds for stuff like that or mm-hmm. where, where does that generally meander to so if we're not having sex with our person or being intimate in whatever way is normal for you guys and um, just coaches like you're here for all my uh um uh you become roommates. You turn into roommates. That's 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 the exact expression I use with clients. Like you might as well just have a roommate. Turn roommates, and worse than that, you turn roommates who really can't stand each other. Yeah, and what you typically find, as you said, it's the it's the dirt that gets in the gears. That it just starts over something small, and mm-hmm. it just builds yeah. from there. Then maybe it's one argument that starts, and then oh well, fuck you, then and you know, yeah, and goes the there. the biggest um killer of we'll talk about the female energy um, is uh, resentment. Mm. So that can be that they said they were going to take the bins out and they didn't. That can be that they told, that they said they were going to tell their mummy not to call around at dinner time and they didn't. Um, it can be any sort of resentment, any sort of resentment. They didn't, forgot to pick the kids up from school. Resentment, resent, and sorry. Um, the masculine, we'll call it the masculine energy because then I feel less. Um, no, no, go, go with it. Um, I mean, I, I, I of all people know as a male therapist, I know what it's like uh, to work with men and the way they are emotionally. <laughs> so, you know. So lots of men will say, sorry, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Great, great start, great start. 
but women need accountability. Mm. Women need accountability. Women need, and then what happened is a woman will say, but why did that happen? Oh, stop nagging. She just wants to know. She just wants to know, why did that happen? Why were you late for the kids? Oh, sweetheart, I am so sorry. But someone just walked in the door as I was about to walk out. I said to them, but I just couldn't get rid of them. I am so sorry. Next time, I'm leaving five minutes early just in case that happens. Or I'll tell my secretary, just don't tell them. I'm telling them I'm not here because I can't be dealing with that as I'm running late to get the kids. Mm. That's accountability. Mm. And women need accountability because that resentment will kill your libido. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like a big, it's just like the thing between you. It's the thing that, and then maybe you'll start kissing and cuddling and the woman will say, but why did that happen? And he's like, are you having a fucking laugh? I thought we were getting it on here. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have the rejection piece on top of the resentment piece. Mm. And for men, the biggest killer of libido is stress. Yeah. And then when men don't fill their own cup, then they get more stressed, then they get more codependent on their partner. And then somewhere in the middle of all that, they stop having sex. Is is there a way back, Lisa? Yes, in, there's a way. In your back. experience, yeah. Well, come well, and see well. me. Yeah, come and see you. <laughs> Don't go and see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, give it, mean, give us a little bit of foreplay then. What what's yeah, exactly, what's something right, that exactly. they could do before they go and see you, so that so, they know. Oh, that was a good tip. We need to go and see, yeah. let's go and see her. So two things I tell couples: um, six second kiss. Every all couples should be kissing for six seconds every day, and that's not how you kiss your mother. That's tongue. Mm. <laughs> um, Certainly hope yeah. is not how you kiss your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, six seconds. Six seconds. Hugging. Cuddling on the settee. Holding hands when you're out in a walk. Start mm. the way. You, you need to build it back up. If you haven't had sex for three months, three years, sometimes 15 years, you're not just, well, there's two schools of thought. I <laughs> encourage people to just, you know, start easy kissing just like you did when you were dating um, mm. all that sort of stuff just to get all that flowing again once we've got the resentment put to, put to bed we've got all the accountability sorted out or the other school of thought is you just rip the plaster off and you get it done it's not <laughs> going to be the best sex you've ever had in your life but you know what just go for it and get that first one knocked out of the park <laughs> um, any sex is better than no sex <laughs> any sex is better than no sex usually again the man's like let's just do that one let's just get it knocked out of the park let's just go for that <laughs> and the woman's like well, can we hold hands for like a minute and um, you know other thing i do with people is i put them on the 21 day challenge so the original 21 day challenge was that you had to have sex every day for 21 days and we all know it's 21 days because that forms a habit but mm. that's pretty hard going in the life that we live but so, but what I would say to couples is 21 days of intimacy. So that could be sleeping together naked, kissing for six seconds, hugging, mm. again, doing some things that you don't do with your roommate or things yeah, like that. Yeah. So some sort of intimacy for 21 days, for 21 days. Absolutely, that can involve sex. And as much as we could, that would be great. Mm. Um, but it just starts opening up the conversation of how were we intimate today? How did we look after each other today? What are we, what are our plans? You know, it may be a silliest thing as texting in the afternoon and saying, so once we get the kids to bed, um, will we watch our show on TV once we get the kids mm. to bed and you have a cuddle and a cup of tea? You know, that's mm. intimacy, it's connection. Mm. I think we're all right in that front, Ash, what do you think? With the... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a very important part of our relationship. You know, we both know that emphasis yeah. on, as you say, the holding hands or the snuggling on the couch and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah, we've always we've always mentioned the whole roommate thing anyway. Mm. Like oh. it's just yeah. I've always said I suppose it's harder to get that back than mm. than to lose it, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, but, I, you know. again I don't know for yourself, Lisa, if, if you see mm-hmm. it with working with men, but I know from a lot of the men that I work with they, they mistake intimacy for sex. Mm-hmm. 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 you know intimacy mm-hmm. is is only sex and mm-hmm. you know I've, I've worked with many men over the years and, I, and i've had the conversation and like that they're saying oh well, we haven't had sex and blah 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 and it's like well, okay well you know what what normally happens well kind of go up to bed drop the hand she rejects it he gets pissed off and it's like well, yeah but what happened during the day well nothing like just you know but did you build the connection during the day to have the chance oh. or the opportunity for sex later in the evening. Well, no. Yeah. So you're going up there thinking, you know, well, we're connected. And she needs to feel that connection downstairs, we'll say, before mm-hmm. anything is going to happen mm-hmm. upstairs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a kind of, it's a, a sick bit of nature that women need to feel connected to have sex. Mm-hmm. And men need to have sex to feel connected. Yeah. And so people will say to me, a couple will say to me, see, if we could get our sex life back on track, our relationship would be fine. And then women will say, if we could get our relationship back on track, or, and neither are right or wrong. It's yeah, somewhere yeah. in the middle. It's somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, because we need the connection. I always say to people, no good sex happens after you brush your teeth. Have to explain that one, Lisa. <laughs> so, um, so you're standing brushing your teeth, you're standing brushing mm-hmm. your teeth, and your partner comes up behind you and goes, fancy a bit mm. and the woman's like hold on a second i'm brushing my teeth i'm getting into bed to go to sleep because i have a meeting this morning morning at half seven and he freaking well thinks he's going to come up to me right now hasn't looked at me all night <laughs> hasn't looked at me all night hasn't come near me hasn't helped me with the kids didn't do the dishes mm. and he thinks he's going to get on on are you having a freaking laugh mm. it all has to happen before the teeth brushing absolutely yeah yeah well, we're teeth brushers, so we're we're a little bit exception to that one. I knew she would say something. Like that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you brush your teeth first. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. That's and me. in the morning, like, straight away. No, doggy breath, doggy breath. Don't talk, even look at me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you two get up in the morning, go brush teeth, and come back to bed. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like for a woman, she's she's got that yeah. in her head. She's yeah. going. She's getting mm-hmm. her to doing her face. She's getting her makeup off. She's doing all that. She's getting her teeth brushed. She's getting into bed. She has a plan. She knows how. Yeah, the, and yeah. expe- ex- expectations meeting reality. Oh, mm. expectations meeting reality. Expectations meeting reality. If we could just say our words and say. How are you? How do you think this evening's going to go? What are your plans for this evening? How are you? We're not. We're. we're we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know. We don't mm. know. We have to have to talk to our person, find out what their expectations are. Do you find parenting gets away gets in the way of that, Lisa? I I, I see a lot of a lot of people, and they kind of lose their identity. You know, mm-hmm. once kids come along, and it's it's just a mom or just a dad. You know that that's yeah. they get lost yeah. in that, and the kids become all consuming, and the couple that fell in love is lost you know it's like oh yeah. we have to do this with the kids and there's, they don't make time for themselves there's no date nights there's whatever maybe even if it's a date hour or something do you see a lot of that in, in, in your own work 100% and this is where men do better than women in what men way? do better than women they men manage to keep a bit of their own identity 
So mm. I remember years and years and years ago, my husband was going on a golfing. Don't even ask me where he was going. I didn't care. My children were little and he wasn't here for the weekend. That was all I cared about. I couldn't have cared if it was Portugal or mm. Portadown. I don't care where it was. And <laughs> um, he wasn't here for the weekend, but he left us all a little note because he's a lovely, lovely person. He left us all a little note and he signed the note, Nige stroke dad. And I remember thinking, if I was signing that note, I would sign that note, Mum, stroke Lisa. Mm. And I was like a little bit upset for a second. <laughs> and then I was like, no, he's right. It's you and then you are I. But that does get lost somewhere. That gets lost somewhere in the somewhere in the ether of them all being little. That definitely gets lost. And um, I would say the only other thing, the thing about children being small is at least usually they go to bed at a mm. reasonable time and you yeah. have a little bit of time in the evening. And um, mm. as they get bigger, like mine, they're just here all the time. <laughs> all the time. And when we bought the new like, headphones, put them in. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, don't worry, we just tell them. We're just like, you better get on to bed because this is sad. <laughs> Is this happening? Um, and my husband says, and they're like, eh, my husband says things like, how do you think you got here? So shut up. Um, so, uh, but, so it's just different, but we just have to prioritize ourselves. We're the most important person in our stories, prioritizing mm. ourselves, prioritizing our well-being, filling our own cup, identifying our own needs, um, knowing what stresses us out, knowing what people stress us out, knowing who it's not good to be around, sorting our shit out then coming to the people in our life from a really place of fullness coming to people in our life in a place of fullness and prioritizing mm. all our relationships relationships with our spouse relationships with our kids relationships with our friends but only to that from a place of fullness and wholeness within ourselves and that's where the internal work comes and that's where the therapy comes from and all that mm. Yeah, I think you kind of you, you hit it there in terms of, you know, women in particular tend to lose their identity in the parenting role as, as the mother, you know, most of it falls on them to to manage. And, and you know, men I, I, have this brilliant ability of, so men are compartmentalizers, okay? So men are compartmentalizers, which is brilliant, and we need mm. that, and we need that masculine <laughs> energy to get things done, which is great. There's one thing that men don't compartmentalize, and it's sex. Sex is all in their mind. What does the study show me how many times men think about sex a day? Like it's something ridiculous, like 600 times or something. So men have managed to um, integrate this into most parts of their life. Women in most parts of their life are like spaghetti. It's just all a big mess and everything touches everything and it's just everything is affected. But in my experience, women compartmentalize sex. Okay. Sometimes I say to them, it's like as women, we put it away in a little chastity box and we have to remember to go and get it and bring it down. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, did you know that when women go through, young girls go through puberty, they go through puberty from their head down. And when boys go through puberty, they go through puberty from the toes up. I think most men don't get past the waist, Lisa, at any <laughs> point in life. <laughs> Very true, very true. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? I only found that out a few weeks ago. Mm. So it's all about up here for the woman. It's all about the head. It's all about the head for the woman. And it's all about down there for the men. 
Yeah, yeah, it certainly would certainly resonate in, in my own clinical <laughs> work anyway. <laughs> um, I, th- I think, you know, one, one thing I see in the difference between men and women, and, you know, it is, it's important to talk about the masculine and feminine, and, you yeah. know, we, we, we say, you know, oh, we're all the same. That's not true. We're, we're certainly all equal. But we're not the same, you know, mm-hmm. and very often men will come in to me and, you know, we'll say she was given out about someone at work. She's given out about Sharon and work. And uh, and I told her, I said, go to fucking HR. Like, I'm sick telling you, you come in every day and you're giving out about Sharon. Mm-hmm. Like, just go and report her. And I like, no, 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 no. Nah, she, nah, doesn't want, nah. she doesn't want a solution. Nah. She wants support. Nah. All she wants uh-huh. you to say is. Well, I tell you one thing, that Sharon one sounds like an absolute bitch. You're dead right. Uh-huh. You're dead right. <laughs> and I think men, men in particular, very much fall into that problem solver, fixer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. because we don't know emotional support. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it's not as it's not the language we're brought up with to. And as you as you mentioned before, we just came on there of you know we're not really taught how to be in a relationship. Yeah. No. No. And emotional support is, it's a mystery to this point, but sometimes even when I'm explaining it to them, they're like, I still don't get that. And the fixing thing is, it's just the easy, it's the easy option. And um, so I actually coach coaches, which is absolutely horrendous. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, but, but most of them would be like um, gym coaches or nutritionists, things like this. Mm. Um, and they do this horrendous thing where they coach their partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ring me I think you're nodding. I, I deliberately try not to. <laughs> Ring me if he does that. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it slips out. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The psychoterrorist. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, and I just get the look whenever I do it in my house. I just get the look from my husband. I'm like, <clears throat> never mind all that. Just put that all back in the box. We're just gonna forget that. I'm, I'm here now. Wife is here now. Wife is here now. Oh, mate, that's shocking. That's terrible. That's te- no one deserves that. That's horrendous. Mm. You know, I'm yeah. here for if you want to talk about it. Do you want to go out for we walked? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And Don't guess who's getting sex that night? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's very difficult, but it's emotional support. It's difficult. Mm. And especially when you've been together for a long, long time and your person has been moaning about the same thing for a long, long time. Mm. It's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult. Or you're in business together, or you're doing a podcast together. And um, that's it's hard. It's hard, hard to step outside that bubble and just support from that place. You know. Yeah. yeah. Ashing never has that anyway. Ashing's twenty four hours. That's her. That's her motto. <laughs> you got twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. <laughs> Once you've had the yeah. sleep on it, it's usually yeah. better the next day. It is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and that brings me to the worst piece of advice I ever heard when I was younger was. Don't ever go to sleep on an argument. That's mm. the worst piece of advice ever. Mm. Just tell each other, you know what, let's put a pin in this. Let's have a good night's sleep and we'll come back to it in the morning. Yeah. Nobody has directors meetings at 11 o'clock tonight, at night. You don't <laughs> do podcasts at 11 o'clock at night, mm. unless you want somebody in Australia or something. Um, yeah. We don't have these big conversations at 11 o'clock at night. We don't make life decisions at 11 o'clock at night. But why do we think we're going to have the ability to finish an argument at 11 o'clock at night? Mm. Or even waking our person up at one o'clock to continue the argument. I've heard that one as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine that went well. That was definitely resolved after being woken up in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No other way to go about that. I was also a huffer for 25 years, huffing, you know, so like going into a straw, going 
sulking. That mm. was my um, learned behavior from my family of origin. Mm. So I, my mum, I huffed. So I huffed. That was the only thing I knew. And when we went, she was like, um, because you know, obviously, when we went to therapy, I was taking my husband to get him fixed. <laughs> um, I get the husband. Uh, I, you know, the husband comes into me and they'll say anger issues. I was like, you here because you want to be, or you here because she's making you come here. Uh-huh, she's making uh-huh. me come here because she's he's been given the ultimatum of you need to go and sort your shit out or you're fucking gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, typically, men mm-hmm. dragged along. Yep, yep, yep. But but fifteen minutes in, she was like, "And um, what's your conflict style like?" And I just, I just thought everybody huffed. I just thought huffing was what women did, and I just thought that was. I was very proud of my huffing, so I told her all about it and how wonderful I was at it. <laughs> World class huffer. <laughs> proud of it. Four day huffer. Mm-hmm. And her face, I was like, "Oh shit, done it now." I've really done it now and that my husband just sat back with his arms folded he was like I'm so excited for this and <laughs> like, he was just literally he was over the moon and um she goes yeah you can't do that anymore and I was like you pardon now what <laughs> yeah no you can't do that anymore and I was like but have you any idea what he's like to live with <laughs> and it's so funny for me now sitting on this side it's a great crack um and um he and she was like yeah no because you're like 40 so you can't do that anymore. You're mm. not 13. So at that stage, I felt like I was going to huff with her. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was a huffer. So then I asked her very, very quickly, okay, well, you're going to have to give me something to do. So she taught us how to emotionally support each other. She taught us how to um, actually listen to what each other were really saying without letting the red mist descend and just mm. be on the attack 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 she taught us things like don't say you 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 know i feel i feel being vulnerable um and we all know that vulnerability is where all the good stuff happens and we've Mm. been together 25 years and we didn't know that we didn't know that so that was that was seven six seven years ago um and it just we just did the work we just did the work together and we did the work on ourselves individually we've been to counseling a couple of times just ourselves individually um a few times through covid because it was just all horrendous you know mm. just you know for our own individual mental health mm. um and my dad passed the summertime so i did a little bit of counseling therapy then in the summertime so it's just something that we involve in our lives and i'm just a great believer that I can't be doing the work if I'm not doing the work. Yeah, I, I, I'm quite open about it on the podcast. I mean, I, I still and I've always maintained therapy myself every two weeks since, you know, yeah. since, since my core training. And absolutely, you know, I, I'd say, well, you know, you go to the gym to, to keep your body mm-hmm. in fit. You know, go, go to therapy mm-hmm. to keep your mind fit, and just mm-hmm. to get a grasp on those things which may be just a little bigger than you can that you can manage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just having that other person say it. It just cleans it up it just clears it up it just it just yeah it just helps well it just helps mm-hmm. me anyway mm-hmm. do you do you find couples come to you as a as a last resort and at that point is it is it too late lisa or <sighs> yeah it's like all right Instagram. fuck it we go to count fine right if you want to go go we go but they're going in with the kind of agenda that it's not going to work yeah. do, do you and get a lot of that and they're so annoyed with each other they're so distant from each other that whenever I talk to them about find out what your love language is, find out what your attachment style is, how mm. do you emotionally support each other, they're both at the stage where they're just so pissed off with each other 
that's just too, I'm always on my Instagram page banging on. I would love everyone to come for a few coaching sessions. Mm. If you move in together before you get married, I'm coaching a wee couple this week. They just got engaged. I'm like, brilliant, perfect. And you know as well as I do that when people come for therapy and they say, I'm really feeling great, I'm really grand. <laughs> That's when you get to do the really good stuff mm. because you can't do really good stuff if you have somebody in front of you crying their eyes out. You can't push really into those core values and those core beliefs and all that mm. stuff when somebody's already broken. But when they come, when couples come and they say, look, we're actually great, but we just want to be even better and want to learn how to do this. Or, you know, sometimes couples say, come and say, like, we've never had an argument. I'm like, that's a problem. Because it's not that you've never had an argument, it's that you've no idea how to argue, so you've just thought to yourselves, we're not going to do this. So I would love, I will not rest until it is a normal thing when you're in a committed relationship and you're going steady, um, that you come for a little bit of relationship coaching. Mm-hmm. Go and see somebody. Just mm-hmm. learn some tips and tools. I think people are scared as well because they think that it's going to be all about their family of origin and what they haven't done right and the mistakes they've made. It's tips and tools that I can give that will help today, actually help today. Like going away and finding out what your love language is. Mm. Easy peasy Mm. stuff, easy peasy stuff. Maybe you're just speaking to each other in a foreign language. Mm. Are you familiar with love languages, Ashling, are you? What's that? Oh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah we need, unfortunately, I know we you're you're under time constraints, Lisa, but um, it is something we'll have to we'll have to touch on yeah. because it is yeah, you know of how nice. how we express love. Unfortunately, it is a big topic, so we wouldn't have the time. Yeah, we have we the time do, to we cover do another it. one on love languages, but no, that, that'd think, be fantastic. it's a free test online. Mm. It's a free, this, this stuff is all out there. Free, free test online. Speak to your person in their love language not your love language yeah well, don't be telling everyone that lisa because no one will be coming to me or you <laughs> <laughs> lisa before we go would you like to tell people if they would like to get in touch with yourself where they can sure. find you and how where you are out there in the world yeah um, do you work remotely just to let people know for yeah, starters just just yeah. like yeah okay. oh, everything's so, no matter where you are in the world lisa's available yeah. australia dubai um yeah, so I'm never off the flipping Instagram. So it's relationship.coaching.ni. So I give out tons of free stuff on there. And then the website is relationshipcoaching.com. I have a private uh, life coaching group that you pay £12 a month to be in. And I bang on about all this stuff in there. Um, so it's just my it's a private wee group. And you can ask me questions in there. I have an ebook. All the things, all the things. My TED Talk is there on the website. Other talks I've done are there. Other podcasts I've done are there. So, yeah, mm. I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> and the website being relationshipcoachni.com. That's it. Yeah. That's it. McFarland, thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge with, with everyone here. And thank you so much. I'm certainly going very, to, very I well. think we'll definitely, maybe if you're available, we'll certainly do a follow-up maybe on the love languages. That's Perfect. That, Absolutely. That's something that people need to be educated on. Mm-hmm. Love to. So that was Straight Talking Relationship Coaching and a huge thank you to Lisa McFarlane for coming on and sharing her experience. You know how to get in touch with her. Do get in touch with her. You can obviously hear how knowledgeable she is in the area of couples and relationships. Before we leave the final words of wisdom with Lisa, we got to do the, the usual plug. And one of the plugs we have to do, and just a reminder, is of the TikTok. That's TikTok Live 8pm next Sunday, which is Sunday the 19th, Father's Day in the UK and Ireland. If you want to get us on any of the social media, it's STMH Podcast. So give us a follow on TikTok, pop on, ask any questions. If you need some advice, 
around mental health for yourself or someone you care about. I'm happy to help out however I can. Maybe pop on for an hour. Hour seems a reasonable amount of time. And we'll share some of that correspondence on the on the next episode of the show. Get us on the website, stmhpodcast.com. If you want to come on and be a guest, if you've got a story to tell, if you've got some feedback for us, you know how to do it. The email is hello at stmhpodcast.com or email us or hit us up on any of the social media. Slide into the DMs, comment, share, whatever you need to do. Big, huge help would be to leave a five-star review on Spotify and iTunes. That's going to help us reach more people. Give a comment, give a share. If you see any of our posts, that's really going to help us. So we're going to be back in two weeks, folks. Same bad times, same bad channel. But in the meantime, look after yourselves and look after each other. What One thing we we ask of mm-hmm. every guest that comes on, if they'd, they'd maybe share some words of wisdom, some life learning, some lessons they've taken along the way so far. It doesn't have to be in ter- just necessarily in terms of relationships or anything like that. But is there anything you, you would share with, with people that yep. you've learned so far? Um, love's not enough. Push people all the time. Love each other. It's not enough. Mm. Absolutely not enough. We get education in every other part of life. How to cut the grass. A lawnmower. How to do your washing machine. Work. Everybody gets inducted. My daughter started a new job and she had two days of induction. She was like, seriously, my work. Um, okay. We get education in every other walk of life. We must educate ourselves in how to do relationships on how to build really healthy relationships and I will not rest until it's a normal thing.